guys, it's Stephanie. And it's Jackie. And it's time to sound off. Wait, but guys, sound off in the comments below. Below, below, below. <laughs> sound off in the comments below. The comments below. In the comments below. Welcome back to Sound Off in the Comments Below. I'm so excited to be here. How are you feeling, Stephanie, on this beautiful, gloomy day? I feel like I haven't seen the sun in ages, honestly. It's been a minute. Um, it's been I'm feeling, years. I'm feeling wonderful because I put up a question box on Instagram and we have so many submissions and we are Yay. actually turning around this episode quicker than the other Sound Off. So this is Thursday and this episode's coming out on Friday. So we have your topics and we're we have your questions and we're ready to sound off so if you submitted so something definitely listen to the full episode because mm -hmm. you never know if we're going to get to your topic okay first did y'all listen to kylie on nick's podcast if so please share thoughts did yes. you, you listen I, I listened to kylie on nick's podcast i um, watched on youtube Ooh, so you got the full interactive experience mm -hmm. well i don't think kylie shed a lot of light on things that we didn't already know or could assume about like what went down with her and Avon. Like we knew he cheated on her. Mm -hmm. Not great. And we kind of got a little bit of backstory on this. I couldn't help but judge Kylie a little bit for, I feel like she came off very immature. And especially the fact that she said at the end of all of that in the podcast that she's like, moving to San Diego and is still open to maybe getting back yeah. together with Avon. I was like, girl, she hasn't learned. I, I really think she needs to, you know, some of us need to learn the hard way, myself included. I mean, I think everyone kind of felt that it, all signs are pointing to the to Kylie and Avon getting back together. I mean, she said that Avon is actively trying to get her back and she's moving to San Diego and she just talked to him days ago and she's not a, like everything she said, I'm like, okay, so are you breadcrumbing so that when you eventually hard launch again, we're not going to be surprised. I think she was brave going on Nick's podcast, though, and I think she shared a lot of really difficult things. Like, mm -hmm. she says off the bat, um, like, she was really nervous and that it was like, I think she used the word iconic to be yeah, on the did. show. People in She's All Batch's Facebook group were like, how, did he, how does he get these guests? How did he get Kylie? And it's like, take a step back. Kylie is probably like, thanking her lucky stars that she was a guest on Nick's podcast. She was a very big person on Paradise. But before that, you know, on, on her season of The Bachelor, she didn't get a ton of screen time. Yeah. And, the, and now to be on one of the top podcasts in the world, as we're going to learn about when we talk <laughs> about Nick going on Jason's podcast, like this was probably a really big thing for her as well. For and sure. she admitted that she was very nervous. I liked that we got a little more context into, like she acknowledged how begging for an engagement on TV wasn't the best look. She had discussions with Avon on the beach and Avon admitted to her that he would have proposed to Rachel, but that he knew Rachel was picking Tino. So that's why he didn't. And then that paired with when he was asked to be The Bachelor, which I don't really know if we knew that either. He told ABC he would have no problem getting engaged. Those two things, and then she's on the beach with him, in an environment where you could potentially get engaged, I can see why she was like a little annoyed that he wasn't willing to take that chance with her. When he's admitting that he was willing to do it with other people. I yeah, but can't I, get that. Was he actually ready to get engaged if he was The Bachelor? Or did he, no. did he just want to be The Bachelor? And that's what you have to say in order to be the lead. Like, Avon is just giving me 
total fuckboy vibes. And I just feel like Kylie is just constantly making excuses for him because she doesn't like know better or hasn't learned. Like even their whole thing in the beginning where she was like, and we were playing flirty games on Instagram where he would like two of my photos and then I would wait for four months and then I would like three, four. I'm like, really, that's what we're, that's what we're doing here? <laughs> that opened my eyes so much to like how people in nowadays flirt on the internet. Flirt, you yeah. guys know I'm like removed from that. So hearing that, I'm like, okay, really funny. Shortly after I watched the video, Someone from Bachelor Nation liked one of my videos on my page that was from like two months ago. Oh and yeah, they're flirting with you. And it's Wait, a video of- it? Whisper it just to me, we'll bleep it out. Yeah, of course. That flirt, 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 flirt. That's how people <laughs> get your attention. And yeah. it was a video of me talking. So I'm like, yep. it wasn't like a interview. It was like me on screen. And I was like, wait, this video is old. So why are you randomly liking it now? It's so that it comes up on my feed. I see it. Then I was in flirting terms, supposed mm-hmm. to then go back and like something on their page, like, which I didn't do. And I'm, I'm married, guys. But like, yeah, I, but I'm like, oh, this is how modern day flirting happens. It's no longer just like going up to someone and asking if they want to go on a date. It's like, right. Or even I, just like using using your words. Not not necessary anymore. People yeah. Don't say like, hey, you look cute or hey, what's up? It's fire yeah. emoji and it's liking things from three months ago. It's so funny because it does send the message of like, wait, why were you that far down on my page? Yeah. You know who's also used to do that to me like back Ugh. in the days when I was in LA and we mm. would like he would come on my show I'll bleep out his name but oh well tell me because I'm why no, I mean, well, just because he's engaged I don't know I don't want to like but he <laughs> has done that in the past can you shed some light on she says the whole um close friends story thing mm-hmm. what did it make sense to me was that okay so she put her and Avon didn't meet. This is before Paradise. She put uh-huh. Avon on her close stories, yeah. her close friends' stories, and then would put like thirst traps on there. And yeah. then he would like them. What I don't understand is like, if you didn't meet him, you could see if you're on someone's close yeah. friends. Because it says when the, you see their story, it says close friends. Why didn't Avon be like, wait, why am I on her close friends? Number one. And number it's a two. choice. What was the point of putting him on close friends versus just putting the, the picture on your stories? Is it because the list is shorter and you can see the people who like easier? That's probably yes. it. Well, I think with close friends, it's like also if you're putting something like a little like more risque, I don't know if you want to have that on your normal story for everyone who follows you. Like, yeah. especially someone like Kylie who's on a TV show, like Strangers, your grandma, your great aunt twice removed, then everyone can see it versus close friends you can control. For all I know, she literally made a close friends thing and it's and just, it's just David. David. And yeah. she's just checking. But I, I also think that's incredibly bold of her because Avon's then going to look at that and be like, okay, I've literally never met this girl. Yeah, why am and I on, I'm her, on close her close friends. friends? But then he kind of is like, oh, because she wants me to see this. I think it could be partially that. that. I do think if close friends, if you have a list of close friends on Instagram and it's 10 people, then it's easier to see when he likes. For example... My Instagram, uh, if yeah. you like a story and I look and I could see you like it, but if in two hours I don't look, that may be washed away mm-hmm. to see because all other people have liked it. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. to scroll through that many people, it may be, and obviously if she's putting up a thirst trap and it goes to everyone, she's going to mm-hmm. get a lot of views and she's going to get a lot of likes. And it would be probably harder to see if Avon saw it. The fact that she's like, this dude didn't miss, like he liked every single one I thought was really funny. So I wonder if there's strategy in putting him on like an exclusive list. That was just something that stuck out to me. 
and something yeah. that was like I never heard of that before so also bold of Avon to because I think she said at this point he wasn't following her yeah but would still watch her stories on close friends I'm like that is you're really exposing yourself if you don't follow someone and you're still gonna click their stories go to their profile and click so that's why I think there must have been a lot of extreme mutual interest because like he yes. was taking some bold risks there too God, the mind games. The okay, you don't yeah, follow sick. her. Though you don't follow her, but you're on her close friends. Like this whole thing is right. just so funny to me. So okay, what else did she say? Um, oh, I thought it was funny that Nick didn't think to ask about Blake. Kylie had to bring up Blake I know. herself. I forgot about it, honestly. I did not forget about it. That was the question I was waiting for the whole time. She brings it up, and then Nick's like, "Wait, what happened with Blake?" I'm like, "Come on, Nick." It's funny. Like Nick's podcast obviously is very successful but like the story of the guest is what was interesting like Kylie's mm -hmm. story was interesting Clayton's story was interesting Gypsy Rose's story was interesting yeah. I don't know how much it's the other person involved that is causing it to be successful mm -hmm. it's almost like the rich get Agreed. richer at this point like now yes. that he's gotten such good guests he's going to continue getting good guests and it mm -hmm. and that's just the way it is like I do think his other sh like segments are what he is the value. Like his Ask Nick, obviously he's a very big part of that because he's the one giving advice. And yeah. like, I'm not going to take away that credit. But in terms of your interviews, I don't know if it's as much the interview skills as it is the guests who have especially interesting stories. Agreed. I think only in the case of like certain bachelor people, he offers value because he can like relate to them in a unique way because he has also been on the show. But yeah. I I some I wondered myself why Nick's podcast is as successful as it is. Well, speaking of, we also have someone that said, um, "Please talk about Nick on Trading Secrets because we did talk about the the teaser last yeah. week, I believe, where um, Jason released the teaser for it early. Now the episode is out. I haven't listened to it fully yet, but please tell me about it. Wait, you didn't I want to? Yeah, I thought you did. No, I ran out of time. Oh, okay. I'll listen to it. Maybe tomorrow, but like, tell me the, the points. And I saw people talking about this in our Facebook group. So like, I, yeah. I feel like I know things that were happening. Okay. So overall, like Jason's podcast is about money. Jason, mm -hmm. first of all, does such a fucking good job. He is such an impressive host. Yeah. And I think he's such a smart guy. And he's done a really good job at finding a niche market mm -hmm. and like really, really owning like finance and money and like those types of things and I think he's doing he's killing it yeah he did a really good job interviewing Nick there's a lot of people that I'm seeing in our Facebook group on Reddit in other comment sections saying that Nick was kind of a dick to Jason and truly guys I just think that's how he talks like I he doesn't mean to be condescending I don't think but I think the way he says things and how it comes out like everything is like yeah, I mean, you know, and like he makes that face and it looks like he's pissed at you, but like he doesn't, I don't know. This is just how every yeah. single time I've ever seen him talk. So people were like, was he like being rude to Jason? Was it, I'm going to pull up actually what someone. Yeah, let me. Okay. Thank you to Liza for writing this out in our Facebook group. Basically, he names Call Her Daddy as his competition, but he says okay. all pop culture podcasts are competition in his opinion. So technically we are a competitor of Nick. Jason asks about revenue and he like doesn't want to share. And in the way he doesn't share, it's very like, like he makes that, you know, like that noise he makes. Yes. But I'm just like, dude, why would you not want to share 
revenue and go on a money podcast. I also think it's rich that he like decides that Call Her Daddy is his biggest competition. It's like, oh, cool. the One of the biggest podcasts in the world, the biggest female hosted podcast in the world. Yeah, that's your... Like, he thinks yeah. he's on a level that he's not but in doing in thinking that i think he's getting to that level it's the delusional confidence for me mm. honestly but so like delusion true. gets you places like if you just keep believing you are like on the level of call her daddy all of a sudden he's on the level i feel like we do that sometimes well yeah i one of my new year's resolutions was delusional confidence and i'm leaning into it hardcore you just have to be delusional in this world and it gets you places. He said that brands will benefit from his wedding because there's going to be a lot of brands like featured in his wedding. He said there's no limit to budget simply because of fame and brands that would benefit from his wedding. There seems to be no limit to costs, which he does acknowledge as a privilege. What mm-hmm. I said and what a lot of people seem to agree with me. I said, sharing that no budget for his wedding in a time where people are struggling to afford groceries is so fucking tone deaf. It like, totally maybe, don't, maybe don't say that. Like, you have no budget for your wedding. Right, like, I have unlimited money. Like, I could get literally every single thing I want. Are you Kris Jenner? Which is also kind of crazy. It's like, so what? Is, like, Beyonce performing? Like, what? <laughs> like, are you pulling out all the stops? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Imagine Beyonce performs at Nick's wedding. I mean, she clear she has a price. It's just like a very, very high one. Well, there's no budget, so he can afford. Right, so it. it's like what he's shelling out one billion dollars to have Beyonce come sing one song. Yeah, she just comes out and they their first dance is "Crazy in Love," and Beyonce sings it to them. Ugh, that'd be such a slay. Nick, do that. I think that's worth a billion dollars for sure. What I don't get is like how he's saying all these brands can benefit. Like, is his wedding being televised? Is it being <laughs> broadcasted on his podcast? Like, is it being sold? I'm assuming he'll sell pictures to, like, People Magazine or whatever they do. But, like, why would a brand benefit to being featured at your wedding that's, like, a couple hundred people? Unless he's planning to, like, really, like, broadcast it. Maybe it's he's videoing it and putting it on his podcast. Like, no, I don't you know. know. What, I know what it is. He's probably what? doing a deal with People Magazine. They're going to yeah. cover the wedding, get the exclusive rights to the photos. Mm-hmm. And then in the article, it's going to be like, and his cake was custom made by Joe Schmo Bakery. And the flowers were detailed. Yeah. Even though, like, no one actually, like, real. I don't look at that stuff. Like, oh, where did the flowers come from? You know? But, like, right. I think the brands, that's a very big deal, like, PR-wise, to get featured alongside a very popular event like that. No, for sure. But it's like, if you are getting all these things sponsored, like Nick, I'm sorry, it's giving budget. Like if you really had no budget, you would have no sponsors at your wedding and you would just pay top dollar for all the things. Like a true billionaire does not have sponsor things. He's not a billionaire. (laughs) I know he's not, but like he's talking like he is. He's like no budget for the wedding, except we're getting it all comped and sponsored. So it's like, (laughs) like, there clearly is a budget. You're not spending anything. Yeah. He's like, I actually wipe my ass with $100 bills, but... (laughs) That's like the way he's talking. (laughs) We're going to cut a money cake. Remember that? When Monica was going to marry the billionaire or the millionaire? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Rachel's like, oh, we could have a money cake. It will be dry, but people will like it. They're going to have a money cake at their wedding. I just know it. I know we have our opinions about Nick. I will say this overall, as a fellow podcaster, listening to him talk about how he's grown his podcast was inspiring. He has Mm -hmm. a lot of interesting insight and I mean he has grown he has turned it into something much bigger than it originally started as so that is a testament to 
For sure. Him. He did, I think he said he he either invested $750,000 into his podcast or that's what he's spending now with like his resources, his team, and everything. Per year he's spending $750,000? I think he said that. And in comparison, like a few years ago, $750,000 is what the income was. So like he right. wouldn't and now he, that's the operating cost and exactly. he's making money on top of that. Right. Like he wouldn't tell Jason how much money they actually brought in, but he said, I'll tell you this. I'm spending this. So so if he's spending that means he's making at least double oh, he's a, that. Yeah. Triple. I think he definitely makes a million dollars a year. I think he said that in his last Jason podcast that he's making close he made close to a million dollars a year. And that was years year ago though. So he's and making that was, much That more. was we listened to it. I remember when we drove back from Audrey's in Rhode Island. Oh, I did remember we? us listening to it in the car. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Um he did say he got 2 million downloads on one episode. <laughs> Crazy. Probably Gypsy, right? I, I don't knows? think it was. Because um, I, I think, oh, maybe it was. It's from what I l- gathered, it sounded like he was still waiting for like the numbers of Gypsy to like mm. count. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said that he got 60 million downloads in a year. To put that into comparison, we are, are around a 1 million mark. Slay for us, though. That's still pretty good. <laughs> like, not bad for two girls with no talent, you know? Right? Aw. Well, we have talent, for sure. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. In a way. <laughs> the next one, is, it's actually another Bachelor's um, one mm-hmm. because news broke yesterday that Susie and Justin are official. This person writes, did you see Susie and Justin were official? What about when Susie used to flirt with Andrew? I guess Justin didn't mind since it was before. I don't think I any of like, that Did they really flirt before. that much? Yeah, like I think they were friends. Maybe they were flirty friends, but that's okay. I think it was when it was the three of them. Remember, it was like every single mm-hmm. video they would make, it would be like Susie choosing between one of the guys. I loved that bit. I thought it was so cute. I don't think any of that was real. I don't think yeah. Su- Susie and Justin had feelings at that point. I don't think they were like secretly hooking up. So to answer your question, I don't think Justin cared because I don't think Susie was ever really flirting with Andrew. I think it was just funny. Mm-hmm. I do think Susie and Justin were official much longer than we knew, though. For sure. Well, because they've been... Re- I When they announced this, I like went through Susie's TikTok and like really did a deep dive. And they have been leaning into this for months and months like make like doing brand posts together yeah. being like Justin was like googling how to get out of the friend zone or something oh, yeah. and that was like 3 months ago they real they've been leaning in hard for a long time yeah but how fun you're dating someone from the bachelor and then you get to like do little brand deals together and make tiktoks no it is dream cool. life Ashley and Jared walked so Susie and Justin could run because it's the same kind of thing it was two friends from the franchise not connected at least i mean Ashley and Jared are a little different because they were on Paradise together. But, like, they were friends from the franchise, not on each other's real seasons, got together, and now are, like, dating. This could be Endgame. I would love to see that for Susie. I would love to see that, too. I don't know. I feel like we now we're just, like, learning more about the relationship. I don't know if it's Endgame. And we've interviewed, like, all of Katie's top guys except Justin. I know. Blake, Andrew, Greg, Michael – we only haven't interviewed Justin, so he's next. And we've interviewed Susie, so you well, would yeah. think it would be a good, easy way to get. Justin, you're on our list. Also, congrats. You've like you have the best girlfriend. We love her. I know. I- I'm but happy they've that they've so much fun together. Like, I think that's like they've set such a foundation that I do mm-hmm. think that this could be endgame. Because like they know each other so well, they have so much fun. 
Yeah. It's not a relationship that only started based on like sexual chemistry. Right. Like they genuinely like each other. So I yeah. think you have the foundation and what it takes to go the distance. Yay. All right. Moving on from Bachelor. Did you see the mo- new Mean Girls movie? Jackie, I know you did. I need to hear thoughts. I did. I did see it. <sighs> I mean, it was bad. I'll just be <laughs> come right out and say it. I was not expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be that bad. It's like shocking to me that they missed the mark so much. What was bad about it? Mean Girls was a musical on Broadway a couple years ago, and so this was the movie version of the musical but they did not advertise it as a musical because for some reason they think musicals don't sell and I guess that's probably true in the sense that like a musical is not going to do as well as like a non-musical because musicals are more niche but I don't really believe that either I think if it's the right musical and it's the right like thing like I think the Wicked musical movie is going to do amazing for everyone because it's just like wait so I think people thought it was a remake of the movie and yes. what it was was a remake of the musical so people were going expecting to see the movie again mm-hmm. from yes. t- 2004 and instead they saw a broadway a version written into a movie script the yes. fact that they didn't share that i think is fucked up and i think was strategic because i think they still made the same amount of money that they would have made had the movie been good. Like, enough yes. people still Right, went. and that's why it's deceiving. Because, like, I wasn't expecting it to be that good, but, like, of course I'm going to go. There's no way I'm not going. And everybody went. So I'm sure it had an amazing opening box office weekend. Like, they made their money. That's what I'm um, saying. But they did it from trickery, literally. Um, I will say, though, it does hold up in the sense that, like, it does also feel like a remake of the 2004 movie. Like, there's oh. a, a lot of lines that are, like, the exact same line and it's there are certain things that are shot for shot literally the same a lot of the outfits are similar and like reference to the outfits from the 2004 movie but yeah i think when you're trying to do this in between thing of like i'm trying to be this musical but it's not fully a musical for musical people and i'm trying to just like reboot this thing from 2004 but not really because we're doing it in musical version like it accomplished neither thing um, the girl who played Katie could not sing the part, so they kept writing all of her stuff down, and it was really bad. Well, they could have done what they did with Zac Efron in High School Musical, and they had someone else sing his part in the first movie. We actually talk about that in an upcoming Sound Off mm-hmm. episode. But, yeah, that's weird. Why cast her, then, if she couldn't sing I the don't part? know. And I don't, I don't think she was, like, really that famous from anything. She just did not embody, like... By the time Katie was taking over the plastics and like she's dethroning Regina, I fundamentally did not believe that this girl was capable of having the whole school like think she was the queen bee. Because she was just like a meek little girl like, sorry, Regina, you're wearing sweatpants and it's Thursday. And it's yeah. like, like Thursday, um, not Wednesday. Oh, no, um, Wednesday where they wear pink. Sorry. I got right, mixed right, up. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't get your days mixed up of all okay. these outfits. I didn't watch the movie. Because, um, first of all, it's 2024. Why are, we, why are we releasing it in a movie theater? Can you at least stream it somewhere so I can watch it there? I would have I streamed it. I didn't, I'm not going to a fucking movie. My misophonia will not allow me to go to movie theaters anymore. I realized mm. growing up with misophonia... People say misophonia too, misophonia too, but I think it's misophonia. Can you explain to people who don't know what that is? Oh that my is? God, okay. So... <laughs> Misophonia is when you are extremely, well, for me, I am extremely sensitive to noise to the fact that, like, it will physically hurt my body if, like, I hear a noise, like, 
a common one people always bring up is chewing when you hear someone mm. else chewing. It's so much more than that. And I feel like people who truly suffer with it know that it's more than that. But there'll be the meme that I see all the time and my friends will tag me in. Like, if you if I hear you chewing, I have thought about killing you. That type of meme. And I'm like, haha, yeah, but you don't understand it's so much more than that. It's not just like not liking hearing people chew. Most people don't like hearing people chew. It's like, mm-hmm. I remember sitting in class in middle school and a kid across the room were taking a test and he's clicking his pen and I fiz- I couldn't take my test because I got so angry that I because I couldn't not focus on that one noise yeah now looking back I'm like oh that was something that like I probably could have asked my teacher like can I go take this test in another room or like mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like nowadays there's so many more resources to like yeah for help sure. people with those types of things but back then it's like dude suck it up he's just clicking you know what I mean so anyways Oh, so I won't go to a movie theater because I've had way too many experiences if, like, someone in the corner is, like, crunching or, like, I get very distracted by noise. Like, I need – I like to be in control of noise. Dude, it goes deep, like, going to a hotel room. I get stressed out going to a hotel room. No, I find this fascinating. I'm like, please tell me more. I'm, like, getting educated on this. When I went on the cruise with my mom um, over the summer – there was a woman in the room next to us who like talked on her phone loudly all the time. I don't want to say she ruined my trip, but she very much affected my trip. Like I mm. like my peace. Like I need to be in control of noise. It's so weird. Anyways, long story yeah, it's short, not weird. It's interesting. Okay. I feel well, like I definitely have that to a very smaller effect. Like like I need to have, but it's like I need to have like the fan noise on while I'm sleeping so that mm. I can't hear any like. Like, even if, like, my dog is, like, snoring a little bit, I'm like, oh, no, I need the fan noise to drown it out. Otherwise, I literally can't go to sleep. But it's clearly not to your extent. It's not just, like, I can't sleep or I don't like it. It's, like, I physically feel irritability. Like, it's deeper. Yeah. So I do. Is there something that can be done to help you? Or, like, is there medication or, like, a treatment? I'm like, No, it's so funny. It's 2024. We can't, like, fix these things. Okay, so to sum up, you don't go to movie theater. So to sum up, I don't go to movie theater, so I didn't go to the movie theater. I would have watched it at home, Mm -hmm. um, but that was not an option. I will say, I did watch the trailer, and to that I ask, why did you think it was going to be good? Based on that trailer, it looked like a lifetime movie version of Mean Girls. Like, seeing them say the exact same lines, but seeing different characters say it, I'm like, well, this feels very, like, cheap- it was very cheap. Yeah. Okay. Why can't they make mean moms and have the girls, <laughs> all the girls again, and we're now seeing them at that stage of their life as moms and like the focus is on them being like still friends, but now they're at a later stage of their life. I would rather see like Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, all the girls. Now, I don't want to see someone else play those characters because those characters are so iconic that watching someone else do it was just such a flop like I got embarrassed watching the trailer I thought it was so cringy it was a little cringy the but it did in a lot of ways feel like a very cheap remake like the budget for their clothes was something else I really complained about even though I know like they're not supposed to be like these fashionistas they're supposed to be normal high school girls in Illinois it's still like Regina George was not giving I'm richer and better than you it was giving I got this at Fashion Nova and Shein um, and Renee Rapp is so, such a gorgeous girl and they just like did not do her justice. Um, also it was one of those things where like the plastics are supposed to genuinely be the coolest girls in school. Like, you know, those girls. Whereas in this version, I was like, 
I don't think they're really the coolest girls in school. I think they think they're really cool and popular and everyone at school like hates them and makes fun of them versus like them actually having that kind of power. I like your idea for mean moms, but I feel like they should like still be mean. Like it should be like these these high school mean girls are like grown up as moms and like yeah. all that bullshit of like the PTO stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like I feel like some moms just like never grow up and are still in like that high school mean girl mentality. Do you mean PTA? It should be that. Yeah, yeah. You or said PTO. PTO. What's PTO? PTO is a thing. I think the same thing. Parent, teacher, organization oh. or something? Oh, PTO is paid time off though. Oh, but I think it's also, oh. the, I don't know, when you're oh, whatever, you help like, out at the school, what are yeah. you? Is it, P- no, PTA. is it PTA or PTO? It's PTA. I think sometimes it's PTO. Okay, it's whatever. both. But like, yeah, Regina's like at the school helping with the bake sale, but she's being like such a bitch about it Yeah, she's Regina. Like, do you deal with that as a mom? No. L- like the clicky, mean girl. Maybe when Charlie gets older, yeah. it'll be like... I feel like the certain mo- like the moms of the mean girls get clicky and mean themselves and like get really invested in like the kids' social lives and sports and whatever. I don't know. Right, I'm not Charlie there yet. Play sports. He's he's little. But yes. I'm not there. I I don't want to be there with mean people like mean moms. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you're gonna remake something as iconic as Mean Girls, you need to have the people fully in the movie. I don't think it's enough to just have Tina Fey still be the teacher. I know she yeah. wrote. I know she wrote the screenplay. And like Lindsay Lohan had a cameo. Mm-hmm. What would what did she do? She was the um announ- when they do go to the math competition at the end, she was like the announcer. Oh cute. Who was like Did she say the limit guys- does not exist? Yes, she did. Really? Was I that her so. was that her one line? I heard she just had one line. No, she had a couple lines. She was like going through like she was like the mediator of the whole math competition. Oh, wow. She had like a whole scene. Yeah. She got paid $500,000 for one day of work. Slay. Iconic. I love that. Yeah. I miss her. But yeah, overall, it it was a flop. Like I I was going to see it regardless of whether they just like showed a black screen and they're like, this is Mean Girls (laughs) Musical. But I like I don't need to see it again. Maroni Parker gives it two thumbs down. We could be like Siskel and Ebert. What is what is that? Oh my Sorry. god! Like like legendary mu- movie critics, you've never heard Siskel and Ebert gives it two thumbs up. <laughs> no. Really, Jackie? Yeah, that's, and I'm that's... like a movie person. I don't. Well, I think one of them is no longer with us. Let's see. Oh yeah. Overall, it was just it was out of touch. It's weird to me that Tina Fey also wrote this screenplay because I just don't think it, it was her best work. Robert Ebert and Gene Siskel, who went on the air together for the first time in 1975, have been off the air for a long time now. Siskel died in 1999. Oh, so I'm going way back with that then. And Ebert bowed out in 2011. Two years, but oh, they're they're both no longer with us, unfortunately. But yeah, okay, so Ebert continued to do it to 2011. So that's probably what was in my head. But yeah, no, they were like famous movie critics. That's crazy. So we could be the new new Siskel, Siskel and Ebert. Okay. Sounds good. In the review, it'll be like, I didn't actually go to the theater because I have misophonia, but I still give <laughs> but it But the trailer was embarrassing. <laughs> Imagine, like, that's what we offer, like, movie critiques, but, like, whether or not we even watch it is, yeah, is like, irrelevant. Um, just... It was bad, but also I didn't watch it, so. <laughs> well, speaking of something we did watch, we got so many comments for people asking us to talk about traders. Yes, I love traders. Wait, also it's Thursday. I think there's a new one today. I know. I know we're recording ah. it on Thursday and the new Traders episode of season 2 came out. So, you guys know I love binging and I was mad that I couldn't binge season 2 because you have mm-hmm. to wait every week. So, I was like, "Oh, I will binge season 1." 
I literally just watched the last episode last night. So I Oh, you I, did! Yay! I'm so excited to hear about it. Oh my Stephanie god! Texted me like a couple days ago. Obviously, guys, there's gonna be spoilers. This is from season one of the Traders. If you didn't watch it, like, sorry. You texted me the other day, being like, "Wait, they recruited Ari as a trader? Like, yay! I love this, and I'm so happy that you love it because I really love it. So I love it, but I am still Stephanie Parker at heart, and I did fast forward the challenges because that's fair. I don't like the challenges either. Hashtag boy movie. You guys understand? I love that there are people that like feel that to their core as well I just don't have an interest especially okay I have notes I have so many great um overarching trader questions and thoughts like nothing specific here and we're not gonna we won't reveal who wins just here oh but I really want to talk about that part okay we are gonna reveal who wins (laughs) well isn't it so crazy when yeah oh wait Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally just watched it last night, so my thoughts are so fresh. Here, are my, okay. here is my notes. Number one, the challenges are pointless and dumb. This yes. is why I fast forward them. I thought that the challenges meant something. Like, obviously, I know you do well on the challenges, you win money for the pot, but mm-hmm. like, traders and faithfuls win money regardless. Okay, for example, I've brought up on the show before The Mole. That is a show, I think, on Hulu. It's a really mm-hmm. good show. It's very similar to Traders. However, the one difference is in the challenges, the mole tries to purposely hurt the challenges. The mole yeah. doesn't want you to win. So you don't yeah. know who the mole is, but they purposely try to like mess things up to like hurt you and, and not get you to win money. In this case, the fact that there's no person trying to throw the competition, what the fuck is the point of the challenges? I don't get it. I think it's just for bonding though. Like to get them like feeling more like they trust each other when they're supposed to be like snuffing people out. Cause they all have to work together. The traders and, and faithfuls alike have to work together in the challenges. That's my only guess, but I, I agree with you. I also don't watch them. I like, I don't fast forward. I just do other things. I look at my phone. I fast forward, but I still very much enjoyed it because the parts that I don't fast forward are so good that I don't mind having to fast forward. Also, yeah. it's not like they go back and forth, like challenge, yeah, not yeah, challenge. Yeah. It's all, it's just one big chunk in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just fast forward the chunk. What I didn't get when I first started watching, I had so many questions that I'm like, oh, this, I'll figure it out as I keep watching. But a lot of stuff I never figured out. Like when people are like, you don't want to be seen as a bad game player in the challenges. And I'm like, well, why? It doesn't fucking matter. Whether or not you're good at challenges or not does not matter. People are like, I could never be a traitor. I can't lie. But like, you don't have control over whether or not you're a traitor. Someone taps you on the back and you have to be. So when they're like, I could never be a traitor, like, so what? You could still be a traitor even if you can't be. Yeah, but maybe they just think like if they got selected as a traitor, they would be out like first round because they couldn't lie to people's faces there's also a lot of talk about traders that act a certain way the trader could be either the most outgoing person in the room or the quietest person in the room so the fact that people are like you know you were just really loud during the challenge so i think you're a trader like that literally there's absolutely no reason why you should think that and that part was annoying me in the challenge perspective yeah but in like when they're all like in the house or in the castle rather like I do think it is a job of a trader to try to like get other people to think someone else is a trader. So if someone kind of plants a seed of like, oh, maybe that person is a trader, a trader could maybe be 
more outspoken of like, yeah, they are a traitor, blah, blah, blah. And to get people looking in the wrong direction. But then in season two, I won't say who, but there's someone that's like very soft spoken and they're like, yeah. you've been flying under the radar too much. That's yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're a traitor. And I'm like, but that doesn't mean that you're a traitor. So at that part, I'm just like, you're basing it on nothing. Also, the biggest thing, I think it's weird that people confide in each other instead of playing an every man for themselves game because you don't know if you're plotting with the enemy and half the time you are. Like, mm -hmm. I will, spoiler alert for season one only, but like, Sari is a traitor. Well, you know that yeah. right away, so yeah, that's yeah. not really a spoiler. But like, Sari is a traitor and like, no one thinks she's a traitor. Everyone confides in her. And the whole time when they have conversations and they're like, look, like, I know you're not a traitor. How do you know that? You literally don't know. And like, when they get upset at the end, when she reveals she is a traitor, mm -hmm. she has to lie. Like, what do you mean? Saying I'm not a traitor is exactly what a traitor would say. And saying I'm not a traitor is exactly what a faithful would say. So to be mad at the person for lying makes zero sense to me. Yeah, but I think that's that's the game though, right? Like, and if it's an every man for themselves thing and you don't talk to other people, then how are you supposed to figure out who the traitors are. Like, I think that's the game of like trying to trust, find out who you can trust and trying to suss out maybe who you can't. And I don't think you can do that without trying to talk to other people. Like if you just totally stay under the radar and don't talk to anyone, how are you supposed to know who's a traitor? I just think it's funny when I see the scenes of people sitting there and they're like, I know you're not a traitor. And it's like, they're literally talking to the traitor though. So how are well, you- Well, so just played like the most iconic game ever. Okay, we could talk about the ending yeah. now because I literally just watched it last night. I cannot believe she screwed Ari over. I know. Brilliant. Like, I mean, it's mean, obviously. But like the fact that they went into that, like thinking, and she's like, no, Alliance, us two, we're going to split it, we're going to split it. And then at the last second is like, nope, go again. Knowing that they would vote Ari out because she had all those other people like in the palm of her hand thinking that she was a faithful. Wild stuff. Like, Wild. I really think she's like a mastermind. I think she's, what show was she from? Survivor or Big Brother? I, I feel like Survivor. She, I think she had one Survivor like multiple times too. I'm like, this woman is an evil mastermind. Yeah. In the I best really way. I mean her. that as a compliment. Like, she's so good. Oh, you know who I really liked? I really liked Christian. And I was sad when they all voted him out. He was the one with the mm. curly hair. Yeah. And he was yeah. kind of loud. But I feel like he was, like, so into it. And I was sad when he didn't make it to the end. But, yeah, no, Sari is, like, a mastermind. When Ari's face, when he realizes, like, oh, no, you got played too, bro. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's so good. Because it's, like, the alliances are necessary to move forward. But then at some point, it's like, oh, only one, obviously in certain cases, two could win or three could win. But like, obviously they all want just themselves to win. So then when the alliances start turning on each other is when I think it gets really interesting. I will say, guys, if you like traders though, and you are a newer Bachelor fan, go buy Bachelor Pad on iTunes. Mm. It's the same type of thing. It's all making alliances, then lying to someone, switching up last minute, telling someone that you're not gonna vote for them and then voting for them. And like, yeah. it's all for money at the end. So, and it's like bachelor people doing it. The fact that they don't do it today is like the so biggest stupid. confusion for me. Cause it truly was, it's so much better than Paradise. Yeah, there's three seasons and Michael Stagliano's on two of them. He kills it. So I highly recommend. But I think the only place to get it is iTunes. I've been asked this on in DMs a bunch. <laughs> I think that's the only place to get it. Last uh, question that we got. Thank you for submitting this. Someone wrote, why are people obsessed with Stanley? It's just a cup. Girl, 
I don't fucking know. I really don't. I don't know either, but I think I'm newly transformed to be obsessed with Stanley. Do you have Mr. one? Mr. Stanley himself. Yeah, well, so I had to start going to my office more in January. So I got a Stanley as like my office water bottle that I keep now at my desk. What color is and it? it? It's like pale pink. I'm obsessed with it. It's an amazing water bottle. I'm going to buy one for home. I just haven't yet. I don't know. Something about the straw really gets me to drink more water. It's so funny. I have a niece who is like 13 and that is the age that like if you have if you don't have a Stanley mm, or god so forbid true. you have a fake Stanley because every brand is knocking it off now. You get like yeah. you're not cool and like that makes me sad cuz like guys at the end of the day it's a fucking water bottle and we all need to get a grip on reality. The people the fact that people are fighting in Target over a pink water bottle is just so crazy to me. What's funny is like I am a Yeti girl through and uh, through. Got so it, got it. I always drink Yeti um, like coffee mugs because I like my mm-hmm. coffee hot. And I've always been given gifts of like a Yeti coffee mug and then a Yeti water bottle. And since then, I've become obsessed with Yeti, like the brand. So I get the need for wanting a water bottle. I just don't understand why yeah. people have to be so loyal to um, a specific brand. Well, I'm loyal to Yeti. But like, I don't, yeah. I guess like, I don't see why people need to be so loyal to Stanley then specifically like you can have another water bottle and it's okay well I think what people liked about Stan well first off I feel like there's always going to be the it water bottle like it was the swell water bottle for a while um then hydro flask now it's Stanley I think what people like about Stanley specifically is that the bottom of it is thin enough to fit in your cup holder in your car mine which certain Water bottle. No, I know. That's not like a unique feature to only Stanley's. Like other water bottles, guys, fit in the cup holder. I think, though, because it like gets skinny and then gets big, it's like a big water bottle that fits in the cup holder. So I feel like there's always going to be like that new water bottle. I think when it comes to the teenage girls, though, that's just like the way teenage girls are. Like if it's not the Stanley water bottle, it's the North Face. Or like when we were growing up, when we were growing up, it was the North Face, Uggs, and the Vera Bradley backpack. Like that was the uniform that the cool girls would wear at school. And so I just feel like that's what kids do. And like, they find the stupid new thing. And it, like, how many times did I cry in the mall begging my mom to buy me like Abercrombie and Limited too? I was never like, at least bought Abercrombie. 17 times. It was way too expensive. So, I mean, when you look back now as an adult, it's like fucking $60 for a t-shirt. For that a says t-shirt that would always rip. And it was so yeah. thin. And remember you get like the little holes at the bottom just cause like it was the most poor quality but I needed to have that moose on my shirt. Like, or else I was going to die. <laughs> on a positive note, I'm happy that everyone is well hydrated. That yes. is great. But what is stopping kids from putting, like, wine in their Stanleys and bringing it to school? No one's, like, opening your Stanley and Nothing. smelling it. I'm sure so, they're doing that. I'm sure yeah. they are. When we were in school, we weren't allowed to bring water bottles for that very reason. But I'm like, that's also, like crazy you're not gonna let high schoolers like legitimately drink water right I guess but we can, couldn't <laughs> in comparison like the fact that we, we can only drink water from like a universal like know, water disgusting. fountain that everyone else is drinking from and you take like one sip every few hours <laughs> right like it really is crazy that that's what was like the norm back then and now you have to bring like a jug of seven gallons of water with you to school I will say with Yeti you gotta keep up with the times though because I am someone that is very connected to color and I love the fact mm-hmm. that Stanley has like cool colors and patterns. Yeah. Yeti doesn't. I mean, I have a pink one. I have a lot of different ones. But my pink one is just one light pink one. Like they don't have different shades. They don't have mm-hmm. patterns. I would be all over it if they released a tie-dye one. Like I would buy more. They're not releasing colors. And I think they need to, um, you know, work towards their competition now and realize that Stanley is a huge competitor. 
What would you ever get a Stanley? My husband got me one for my birthday and I fucking oh. returned it. <gasps> I didn't resonate. Why? I didn't resonate with the color. Like so, he oh. got it. He got it for me, and he's like, I thought it would be funny because like he knows. And I'm like, first of all, I already have two Yeti water bottles. I what don't, color was it? It was rose gold, but it was more on the brown side. So he's mm. like, I got you rose gold. Like that's cool. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the store and see if there's any cooler ones. If there was like uh-huh. a hot, if there was a, he doesn't care. If there was a hot pink fuchsia like bright yellow mm. or something like that I le- really made me happy I would have just got a different color but I went to the store and there really wasn't any cool color so I'm like I don't need this $45 water bottle when I have two Yeti water bottles at home like I just didn't right. I didn't feel a need for it to like sit in my cabinet That's I fair. hate I hate wasting so if I know I'm not going to use it I would rather just get the money back I mean, I think they do have a hot pink Stanley somewhere but you might need to order it online right and at that point I'm like I'm already in the store I'm just going to return it if in the future, I see a Stanley and it is a cool color pattern. I wouldn't be opposed to getting it. It's a good I, water bottle. I like it. Glad everyone's, you know, focusing on H2O. It's important. I think that's a nice thing for people to be into. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Sound Off in the comments below. Thank you guys for sounding off and submitting these. We'll see you guys next week. Um, Jackie, do you want to share, though, before we go, your status on Bachelor Recaps? Because we got a lot of feedback. Or um i mean a lot of people complained and they really want us to do them so i guess we're going to do them but put it in our weekly episode like yes. it'll be a segment of both of us bantering yes so i tried the people to missed do- the, banter. the banter i did feel very special because a lot of people were like we miss jackie and i was like oh, oh me little old me <laughs> yeah um, it's, it's kind of hard, hard to have banter when I was recapping by myself. So I understand. Yeah. Obviously, I would prefer to do it with Jackie as well. So we will be back um, next week. And yes, the recap, it'll be like back to when we did Clayton's Corner style. Like it'll be in our regular episode. So it'll come out on Wednesday. But if you're on a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get it on Tuesday. So if you want to hear the recap sooner... Patreon's where to go. Also, I'm assuming the answer is no, you didn't watch Saltburn because the people are dying to know. No, you I didn't be watch. On the other side with us. I didn't watch Saltburn, Jackie. Did you watch The Bachelor? <laughs> yes, I did. I watched it last night. Okay. On Wednesday because well, this is re- being recorded on Thursday. You don't have thoughts. We don't have time for thoughts. I have no thoughts. No okay. notes. No notes. Okay. <laughs> it was a night one. All right. We'll come back with, we'll come back with a vengeance for episode two though, guys. You just wait. I, I was able to convince Jackie. I wrangled her in. Um, but thank you guys for that feedback. I know that it all came from a good place. People were like, I don't want to be mean, but I get it. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for sounding off. We will see you next week. Um, be sure to subscribe and share this with a friend. Is that it? I think that's it. Bye, bitches.